Mark, thank you very much for joining me today on the Snow Magazine podcast. My special guest today is Mark Noon. He's an executive coach and a guest speaker at our upcoming Executive Summit. And uh, at Executive Summit, Mark will be speaking on um, leadership in the role communication uh, plays in being a more effective leader. But today, I, I wanted to take a, a little different path uh, toward leadership, so to speak, and, um, I, the, and, and maybe explore with you, Mark, a little bit about sure. the notion that, um, you know, every owner and manager out there, you know, no, I would say the majority of them weren't natural born leaders. And so in this time of challenging economic times and adversity, I was wondering if you could provide us some tips on how to be a better leader if you weren't born a natural born leader. Yeah, great, great. Glad for the opportunity to be here with you, Michael, um, and, and to be with your team at the end of August. Uh, looking forward to being down in Fort Lauderdale area with them. You know, being a, a natural born leader is, is you know, it's, it's a gift. It really is. It's like everybody's got a gift. Everybody's got a gift in some respect to whether they're very analytical and they just see things differently than other people do. Some people have that natural born leader gift that they just, you know, they were out in the playground at three years old with the other kids and they were putting them all in order and making sure they did everything the way they're supposed to and leading the way and building the sandcastle or whatever it was. But you don't have to have that natural born leader skill to be an effective leader. I think we've seen that evidenced in, in our society and business and in, and in our culture where we have seen people who didn't fit the persona of what a leader is look like or sound like. And uh, certainly we will get deep into that during our conversation today. That's an excellent point to jump off that. What do you see as some key characteristics in leadership? You know, the ability to build trust, I think, is number one. I, you know, sometimes, and here's where this natural born leader, you know, charisma, so to speak, maybe um, uh, uh, disillusioning to a lot of people is we, we, we naturally follow those kind of people. But a lot of times we've seen just in our society where people who have that natural gift tend to be people we may not trust as much because of that persona. We wonder, okay, what's really going on behind the scenes sometimes with that persona? And I'm not saying that's the case always, but it's building trust and you can build trust with anybody, no matter what your skill set. And there's some very simple things, and we'll walk through those during our, our time at the end of August for sure. But you know, just to give some some highlights in that is is the, the ability to build trust, the ability to communicate really who you are, and let people get to know who you are. Not be afraid to be you know to be Michael, to be Mark, to be whoever mm -hmm. you are. That's that's interesting that you mentioned that because I believe that there's a certain amount of vulnerability in 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 letting people see who you really are, especially as a key to building trust. Uh, because I think a lot of people believe that to be an effective leader, they need to present themselves as sort of a Superman more than a Clark Kent. Well, exactly. We, we want to put on this persona that we've got it all together. We know everything. And, you know, it's in my leadership roles, you know, I spent 20 years in the, in the military and the Air Force. And in my leadership roles there, it wasn't always that I knew the answer to everything. It's that I knew where to get the answer. And I think that's a key to leadership is letting your people know that, you know what, I don't know everything and I don't have to know everything. That's why I have a team of terrific people around me, but I know who to go to to get that answer. And then the other side of that trust is giving them credit for the fact that they know, you know, I would have commanders call me when I was in the military and say, Hey, Mark, what do you know about this? And can you answer this question? I'll say, you know what? I don't know the answer to that, but I got a team of people who know the answer. They'll get that information. I'll get it back to you. 
always letting that commander know where I got that information. It just wasn't Mark Noon digging it up necessarily. Sometimes it was, but giving credit to my team, that builds trust. Then that commander comes around to the department. He sees that person and remembers that, hey, they're the one that got marked this information. And he or she makes mention of that to that person. You've built trust then because they know, your team knows that you recognize and acknowledge them when it came to that information. Great. I, I mean, this is this makes so much sense. I think when you really start digging and drilling down deep into that, because that trust between you and your workers, or you and your clients, or even you and your suppliers, you know, that is all elements of leadership. You know, people often mistake that leadership is only related to how you deal with your labor force or those people who work for you, but really, that leadership, others are counting on you too. Sure, absolutely. I mean, think about it. The, the way you treat your team is the way they're going to treat your customers, in essence. The way you even treat your boss is the way maybe your staff are going to treat you because they emulate that. I mean, it's like parenting. I mean, the, your kids are going to imitate what they see. Your employees are going to imitate what they see. So when you're taking good care of a client or a customer, your team is going to take good care of that client or customer. When you're treating the boss with respect or you're showing um, uh, respect toward your supervisors or the management in the organization, your team's going to do the very same thing. Um, how you communicate things to your team, they're going to communicate it to others, their peers, their coworkers, or their clients as well. Mm -hmm. You know, you really, you touched on an interesting uh, point in the whole leadership discussion as well. And that's, that's developing leadership at those around you. You know, when you're an owner or a manager, and, and you're looking at the people who answer to you, um, what sort of traits or characteristics are you looking for in um, employees who you would like to develop as leaders? You know, what, where are those little seeds that are, you know, haven't sprouted yet, but are, are just apparent that, you know, this person may be, you know, ripe for advancement or, you know, given more responsibility or being a team leader, even if they're not in that position already? You know, that's a good question. I think the, the, the real key for me is how do they handle the responsibility that I give them? Do they, they run with it? Do they take initiative on their own? Or are they always coming back to me looking for answers? Do they have the confidence they need to be able to, to move forward with the tasks, say, that I've given them? And then the other side of that is how do they treat their colleagues? How do they treat their, their fellow employees with that information or with that task? Are they um, looking for help with their team? Are they looking to help develop their team as well? I think the key is somebody who, who, who wants to be developed as a leader. Are they looking for opportunities to develop other people as well? It's that you know, idea that, that leaders have to create other leaders. So if they've got that part of it down, I, I'm looking for those kind of people. Not that I can't develop that. Certainly, I can find, in essence, and I don't say this carte blanche, but I can find anybody in the organization and I can develop them. But are there people who already are leaning that direction? Can I take them and pull them along and get them to where they need to be? Can I give them assignments and tasks that I can't give other people because they've already shown that initiative. People on the other side of that spectrum are the ones who are, okay, could they, do they want to be a leader someday? I need to have that conversation with them. Maybe somebody just enjoys doing the job and they don't want to have a position of responsibility. Nothing wrong with that. I'm still going to develop them. 
I just may not develop them in the same capacity that I am other people who are looking for that advanced opportunity. You know, um, I'm sure you've seen in your own experience or working with other clients that there are probably instances where, you know, so-and-so is just not cut out for leadership. Is that necessarily true? Can failed leaders be redeemable? Oh, I think absolutely can be redeemable. Um, you know, I love this, you know, there's the, the high performer, middle performer, and low performer in the spectrum of, of your, your employees and your staff. And there's no reason a low performer can't advance themselves to a middle performer and then eventually to a high performer. Um, it's really dependent upon where they want to be and what kind of leadership they've had previously. If you've got people in your department who you say, ah, they're never going to lead, they're never going to, they're never going to advance to where they need to be. Is it because they haven't had good leadership previous to you being now the leader in that department? Or is it because they just don't want to? Or is it because they can't? And I don't really believe there's anybody that can't necessarily. It's more of, do they have the will to, the desire to, and can we, can we instill that or can we develop that in them? Because I think that's part of it too, is we have to instill or create the desire, and then we can create the opportunities to, for them to lead and develop. But also, are we investing in them? So the investment that you make, I say it like this, the degree to which you invest in people is the degree to which you value them. So think about what do you value is what you're going to spend your money on. What you value is what you're going to spend your time with. So as a leader, our responsibility is to develop every single employee, whether they want to be a leader or not, and then begin to we sort of um, cultivate those that are really desiring it and have a strong affinity for it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, you bring up a really interesting point. And I'm, I'm wondering, and, and I'm, I'm guessing other business owners wonder this too. Um, so as you begin to develop those individuals and, and you see leadership potential and you see leadership, as you said, you see leadership potential on different levels. Mm-hmm. Should you tell them that, hey, I'm good, I'm going to develop you as a leader? And you tell them, do you inform them? Do you let them know this is your plan? Or do you like maybe even hesitate or not tell them? Or at least on the onset, maybe you don't say something. And then, I don't know, two, three months down the line, you say, guess what? I'm developing you as a leader. I mean, how much does that could play negatively into um, uh, somebody's mindset? Because they feel like, oh, my God, I'm under the microscope. This this guy's trying to develop me as a leader. I don't know if I can do that. Right, right. Yeah, you, you certainly don't want to micromanage in that way. But I think why not have a conversation with them? You know, I've, I've, I've actually said this, I, I wrote a book called Set Up, which is all about how to set people up for, for the, the leadership role that they, that they want to be in, or they soon they, they may desire down the road. But you know, I, I, my next book, I tell people all the time is, is, is going to be called Just Ask. I mean, why don't we just ask people what they want, you know, right. instead of trying to figure it out or, you know, what motivates you? Uh, what, what are you inspired by? It's, we try to figure things out in a way and we just don't go and ask people what it is that they're motivated by or what inspires them. So why not just ask people, are you desiring a leadership role? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. How can I help you? What do I need to do to develop you? Here's, here's the plan I have. What do you think about this? And we begin to develop that plan. They say, no, I don't desire a leadership role. Okay, I say, how then can I develop you? I want to develop you to be the best fill in the blank, whatever that is. If you don't want to be in a leadership role, great. Let's be the best at what you are. Another thing I think that happens in a lot of organizations is, especially small ones, and and you know, a lot of your your snow removal contract guys, they have very small businesses and and there may be only a few people in these businesses. And some guys may look at it and go, there's no opportunity for advancement for me. So why do I even bother? Why do I try? 
And I would encourage every leader, every owner to take time to develop people and say, okay, there may not be a leadership role at this company for you, but I am going to do everything I can to develop you to be the leader that you may want to be. Now you take a huge risk in that. And, and this is the, the, the difficult part in developing people is you take a risk because mm-hmm. what if they, they get developed to a certain point and they go, oh, I'm going to go off on my own and start my own company, or I'm going to go off and work for this other company. Absolutely. That's a risk. But at the same time, if you don't develop them, what's the risk that you're going to keep them or that you're going to lose them? You're going to lose them because they're going to go somewhere else where they can get developed. Right. So either way, you might as well put the investment in them. And I guarantee you that there will be a commitment by them for as long as they possibly can to stay with your organization. That's mm-hmm. the investment I think we need to, to make. That's I, I love this idea of the investment. And a lot of people are saying that, you know, um, especially with this whole ongoing labor crisis that often business owners are so obsessed with hiring that they forget about the resources they already have in-house. And my question to you is, you know, I, I agree, you need to have a program in place that you're constantly developing your people. But, you know, as we talked before, there is a certain stigma with the word leadership and you attach them, uh, put you in leadership training. Are there ways that an owner or manager can disguise leadership training as something else, something that isn't as frightening uh, to uh, an employee who's maybe a little unsure of themselves in those initial phases. Sure. I, you know, I've worked with a lot of organizations where they developed what they called the employee development program. So it wasn't a leadership development program. It was called the employee development program. And really it was for those people who were not officially in a leadership role. They weren't a manager or director or something like that in the organization, but they wanted to develop. They wanted to learn how to communicate better. They wanted to learn how to manage conflict and all these things that leaders have to be able to do, but we don't call it that. We call it employee development. And it truly is. And then even as we just talked previously, you may find people in that who go, wow, I really like this. I want to learn more about this. And then that's the people maybe you begin to groom for the opportunity to be in an actual leadership role. You know, I'm I'm coaching a, a, a company right now 11 leaders in that company. And, and I've, one of them particularly, she's the only female in the entire group of, of, of 11 uh, executives. And she just has this hunger and desire, has always had this hunger and desire for development, for learning and growing. And, and you know, she's in a leadership role now, but she's developed that hunger and that desire to grow and be developed far before she was ever in an actual leadership role. Now she's in that role and she's still thankful for what she has developed because it's given her a kind of an edge and, and a, makes her kind of ahead of the curve. Uh, last question. What from your experience are the things to avoid as you're trying to develop your leaders? Where do uh, uh, owners and managers most often make their mistakes? You know, the, hey, they might have the best of intentions, but it was just mm-hmm. the wrong, the wrong tool or the wrong execution when trying to develop a leader. Yeah, I think that, you know, it's uh, the easy answer is it depends on every the organization, the person, but I think it's understanding the speed at which you can do things. Mm. Not everybody moves at the same speed. Um, you know, I, I, I am, if you're familiar with the, the DISC, D-I-S-C behavioral styles, I'm a high I, I am, I am always on the go. I am always very outgoing and, and, but there are people who are not that. There are C, for instance, the DISC, the C behavioral style. They're mm-hmm. very meticulous and very analytical, and they do everything at a very slow pace. 
but they do it right. They make sure everything is, is perfect along the way. Me, I'm just like, yeah, it's good enough. Let's just keep going and keep going. Yeah, so right. as a leader, I'm leading somebody like that and, and I'm wanting them to go fast, as fast as I'm going. And that's not their style. That's not their, their capability. On the other side of that, if I'm being led by somebody who's a very high C, very, you know, the antithesis of my behavioral style, I'm pushing, I'm wanting to go faster and they're, they're not fast enough for me. So they need to learn how to gauge the speed of the people that they're developing, knowing how long it may take some of them and knowing that even though we're all going the same direction down a highway on a four lane highway, two different vehicles side by side might be going one doing 70 and one doing 60. We're going the same direction. We have the same end goal. We're trying to get to a certain town, but one's going a little faster and there's nothing wrong with that. 